As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat. I'm, of course, Nick Baumgartner, joined today on Monday by Austin Meek. Talks some Michigan football, but of course, Austin, Michigan is paused at the moment as uh, COVID rolls on here. Uh, the program announced earlier this morning that uh, they were going all virtual today on Monday. I believe um, that that is a day-to-day situation. Uh, I had Lions stuff to deal with this morning, and Austin, you were on the Jim Harbaugh call, so you know more specifics about it than I do, but it does seem like it's a day-to-day deal here as a caution, a caution today that maybe maybe could turn into something more. I guess we'll sort of see how it goes. Yeah, man, just another uh, just another day in 2020 here. I mean, we yeah. go from sitting in the press box on Saturday, Nick. Uh, and <laughs> so I'm yeah. sitting beside you in the press box on Saturday, and uh, the Lions clean house like in the yeah, third yeah, quarter yeah. of that game. So <laughs> you know, there's there's your first weird thing that happened, and yeah, and then we uh, we get up this morning and find out the news that Michigan is on pause uh, at least for today, right. uh, at least. Uh, they're doing their meetings virtually today, and we'll see if they can come back and resume the in-person activities tomorrow. Uh, but Nick, I guess as we sit here and as we look around at what's happening in the Big Ten, you can look at Minnesota right now, which is having big problems. I believe that they've had 47 people in their program between players and staffers wow. test positive over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Ohio State is is paused right now. Don't know how many games... They're going to be able to get in, uh, and of course, if, if there is an issue at Michigan, you would have to wonder what would that mean for the Michigan-Ohio State game that is scheduled for December 12th. So, I mean, Nick, it just feels like this whole thing, as we knew it might be, it, it's, yeah. it's starting to feel kind of precarious right now. Yeah, we talked about this all summer that everyone you know, was sort of pointing to, you know, what are you going to do if it surges back up um, you know, in the fall or late fall or early winter, whatever it is, which you know, appears to be the case, at least locally um, and in the Midwest anyway. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things that you go back to the very beginning and people talked about, you know, reasons why they wanted to get it started earlier and give yourself room, but also like you wanted to get it in earlier. 
and get it done. Yeah, you know, I mean, we can go. <laughs> that whole thing was obviously uh, a big mess. But at, at the moment, I don't know what you do other than try to do it day by day. And you know, Michigan, I suppose, has been fortunate in, in that sense that they haven't had to cancel a game. Um, and I believe you get three, correct? And Ohio State's already missed two. So Ohio State's actually in a situation where if they miss one more, I believe they're disqualified from the Big Ten championship game unless the Big Ten decides right. to change that rule. After Make an right? Ohio State exception. Yeah, yeah right. that right. That is the rule that uh, if, you, yeah. if you get below six games, then you are not eligible to play in the, the Big Ten championship game. And of course, as, as we look at how this thing could shake out, uh, it could end up being a situation where you have the Big Ten championship game and then you have uh, another game, basically yeah. Ohio State playing to get into the playoff. Um, I, I think that that's you know a possibility here. Uh, I, my understanding is Northwestern is already in since their game has been canceled uh, for this weekend mm-hmm. against Minnesota. Uh, so you know if if you're looking at it from Ohio State's perspective, uh, would you rather play Northwestern in the championship game, or would you rather play? Uh, a, a team like Iowa or Wisconsin in the second place Ooh. game. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's going to be, yeah. I mean, this whole thing is going to be so fascinating to see how the selection committee views it, uh, of, of where we stand at the end of this season. If, you know, if Ohio state is able to play even enough games, you know, to, to put together a resume that, uh, that the selection committee would feel is sufficient to put them in the mm-hmm. playoff. I mean, I think anybody who, who has watched Ohio State play feels like they're one of the most talented teams in the country. Right. But there is a point where, you know, in order to, uh, you know, to have this be a, a valid playoff, there has to be some type of, you know, you have to see something, you know, some type of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. minimum resume to, you know, to get yeah, in there. Beat somebody. Right. And, yeah, right. You know, are, are they going to beat anyone? Yeah, right. Like, is that, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, right now all they've got it really is the win against Indiana, seven point mm-hmm. win at home against a good Indiana team. But when you compare that to, uh, to the resumes uh, of, teams and leagues that have been able to play more games, then at least I think it becomes a, you know, a valid discussion. And those teams, you know, if you're Cincinnati right now sitting there undefeated, or if you're Texas A&M sitting there with one loss, at least you can make an argument that, you know, I don't care how talented Ohio state is. They just haven't played enough games. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at some point, Nick, this hopefully will come out and we will find out what has gone wrong uh, with the big 10 because, we remember when the Big Ten made this announcement that they were going to come back and play. It was such a big deal about the the daily rapid testing and how big a game changer that was, and how it was going to allow teams to detect these outbreaks before they happen, basically. And clearly, yeah. clearly, that hasn't been the case. Yeah, I think that that was you know that was hopeful thinking, I suppose, at the time. And you know, but also, I think you have to take into account because I know today, you know, I went back and listened to I wasn't on the call live, but I went back and listened that Harbaugh was asked about. Um, you know, could the staff do a better job of setting an example, wearing its masks at all times on the sidelines as there's times where you see on the TV that, you know, guys don't have them on or they're pulling down to talk, which you, know, you see that across the board um, in a lot of places. Not everywhere, though. I mean, you know, I, Paul Chris taped his mask yeah. and they still had a mess. But, you know, either way, I think that ultimately, you know, and guys on the sidelines, maybe not wearing them as much or whatever. And then I think Harbaugh said something about, well, everyone tested fine. So which I don't know if that exactly uh, is what you're looking for the other way. But I think ultimately we all sort of knew that like you were going to be admitting to yourself, if you agreed to do this, that you were undertaking a lot of risk about stuff that you just didn't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. 
And that's when I think you knew and I were on the same page with this the whole time in like August when, when people were yelling and screaming and throwing a fit and all that stuff that was so counterproductive and it was so, it didn't accomplish anything other than make people angry. And it got a lot of people into a situation where they're like, all right, fine, let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> and I feel like that's what happened. It was just like, people got into a situation. They're like, I guess we'll, we'll roll the dice and hope it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I still think that that needs to be uh, sort of, remembered here mm. that you know we went at the very beginning of all this i think everyone said you know hey maybe they bungled their messaging it certainly looked like they did and there's other things in at play there but i mean the whole time it was like you know we're going to do everything we can to make sure that this is possible but it still might not be and we still might have to pull the plug on some of this stuff and you know i think that you see a lot of frustration from a lot of places and, and people obviously people that have playoff aspirations and clemson got upset and everything else with the florida state deal and beyond that, but I just, I don't understand how you can get angry at a team because <laughs> yeah. I've seen that too, you know, for saying we, we can't play today because, you know, we're, we just, we can't get a handle on this thing for a thousand different reasons that, you know, a lot of people are going through all the time here. So it was never going to be perfect. It was never going to be, you know, a slam dunk. And yeah, I mean, it's just been a day-to-day -day thing the whole time. And, you know, even the teams that on the field have had their stuff together uh, have struggled to keep you know, COVID under control, because I just think it's something that, you know, as much as you try in this scenario, I mean, you know, you're not going to be able to eradicate all of it forever. I, I think that was the agreed upon uh, deal, you know, when the whole thing started here, at least for the rest of this year, as we weren't going to get a vaccine. So, um, you know, I guess it just has to be day to day as they go forward here. And it has been really all year. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, you know, as time wore on, obviously, the risk factor was going to go up. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I know the conspiracy theories are probably already starting as we speak. Well, sure, that yeah. You know, this is Michigan and, and you finding a way to, to keep Ohio State out of that, that championship <laughs> game. So right. just let me tell you, if, if you know, if you're if your mind is tempted to go there, that's that's not what's going right. on. And it does, you know, it doesn't help. We got Dabo out there, you know, accusing teams of trying to duck Clemson, you know, with, right. with COVID excuses that, you know, look, it's just, this is, this is what we signed up for. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I personally have really the whole time been pretty conflicted about <laughs> should yes. we be doing this? Is this, is this the right thing to do? And I, I don't know. And I didn't yeah, get a vote I mean, on it. You know, wasn't, wasn't yeah, my decision. Right. Nobody so, asked. Yeah. yeah right. We're, I, you know, we're just in the position and really have been from the beginning of, you know, we're just, wherever this thing goes, we're, we're going to follow it and, and see what happens. And we're in a position right now with the big 10 where I think that, I think that we can say Nick, probably with some certainty that the big 10 would have been better off to start earlier the way yeah, the other probably. leagues did. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, I felt like at the time when the Big Ten changed course and decided to come back and play, the rationale that they gave us was we have access to this rapid daily testing that we didn't have right. when, you know, back in September when some of these other leagues were getting started. And I think the argument from the Big Ten was we are better prepared now to play right. a season and get through it uninterrupted than we would have been if we were trying to play games in in September. So they sacrificed that flexibility of having mm -hmm. a longer time frame to be able to postpone and reschedule games. They sacrificed that to start later, uh, hopefully with better technology and being better equipped to navigate this. And I, I think we can say now uh, that, that that was a mistake. Uh, if if mm -hmm. you were going to play this season, you would yeah. have been better off starting when the SEC did. 
because the other part of this, Nick, is that we've seen around the country and especially around the Midwest, cases have really gone up uh, as we've gotten yeah. into the fall and the winter. You know, we're just coming off of Thanksgiving. Who knows if that was a factor in what's going on right now at, at Michigan? But yeah, it's just this is this is a really tough time uh, to be trying to finish a college football season, especially when you when you didn't give yourself any flexibility. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yeah, the risk-free move, uh, the, the the move without any risk uh, in August would have been to cancel the season and not revisit it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you were in a situation where you're saying we don't, we're not comfortable with this risk and we don't want to risk anything uh, related to health, then we're just not going to play. Because at the time, with the information that they had, you know that if you were solely going to say the health, we don't want any of these athletes to possibly get COVID doing something under one of our sanctioned sports then you just wouldn't have played yeah. like the Ivy league. Right. Yeah. Like, but that's not what this is. And it never was really right. Like that's a thing that we say from the start. And it was, yeah, I think you're right. I think at the beginning it was, you know, we're going to try to mitigate this risk and try to uh, understand it better. And, you know, I guess that, you know, that's probably true, but I mean, you know, some of that was bending to people who thought that COVID was not real. Frankly, if we want to go back and revisit that, some of it was bending to people that were willing to take that risk um, that said it should be my decision, which, you know, I mean, in some ways, I guess I can understand it too. In a lot of ways I can. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, it was a risky deal. You were, you were accepting a lot more risk uh, by playing in this situation. And I think that that's just been, like you said, that's what everyone signed up for and uh, on, on it goes and it's a day by day thing. But in terms of something we can say that we've seen enough of, or we have seen, you know, or that is clear to us yeah. is that Michigan's program is uh, in a really bad situation at the moment. Um, another disappointing loss, obviously, uh, to winless Penn State in a game, Austin, that um, on Saturday was just, you know, another example in a long line of them here of a team that has no depth. Um, obviously the injuries have, uh, mounted to a point now where it's your best players aren't playing. Um, the team doesn't have much depth, no depth, I should say, doesn't have much confidence. And, you know, once again, I just, the question that has to be sitting there for Ward Manuel, uh, as he goes through this and all the people in, you know, upstairs, I, su- I suppose would be, do you see it improving? Do you see a scenario where you can reasonably make changes within the program around Jim Harbaugh with Jim Harbaugh still here? And can you see that resulting in an improved situation? If you can, then you move forward with him. And if you can't, then you you move on. And I think that that's what this has turned into here. And, you know, what we wrote a couple of weeks ago about, you know, 
the board and the president trusting word manual is very much still true. Um, you know, at the time, what was it two weeks ago? You know, I, there was nothing that I'd heard that given me, that gave me an indication that word manual had planned on going in and firing Jim Harbaugh at the end of the season. It was more like they were going to discuss the, the situation and sit down and talk about everything and we'll see what happens. And part of that could be, you know, his contract obviously is a big factor in this as well in the NFL, if, if you want to do that and whatever else, you know, but at the same time, as you go forward here, you know, I mean, does it change? Does, does, does something happen that gets Ward manual to a situation where he says, maybe I do need to move forward here and move on. You know, again, at the time I, all I could say, and that's the same today, I, I, there's been nothing that's been told to me that that's like imminent that he's going to go in there and do that. But I mean, you know, it's, as long as this goes on, that's the option would be on the table. So he's not Jim Harbaugh's not uh, immune to something like that. I just don't know if Michigan's ready to do it in a number of different ways. But also, you got to you got to look at this stuff. We've been talking about this for weeks. You got to you got to ask yourself really difficult questions. Uh, also, and I think about you know our guys, our younger players connecting, and you know what that they know what that means when I say connecting. Mm-hmm. Are they connecting with their head coach in a way that? you know, allows for them to grind through everything that you have to grind through in a college football season. And I think that that's – whenever you get your answer to that question, whichever one you want to believe, that's the, that's the answer you have to go with because that's what the whole thing comes down to for me. Harbaugh talked today on that call about the process and other people don't like the process. We love the process. Well, you know what? Uh, I got to say I, I would question that because does everyone inside your program love the process? Because from what we watch on TV uh, and in the press box – Got to tell you, it doesn't look like it. So that's the situation, and that's what they're going to have to evaluate. Yeah. And I don't know that that that's changed. And what is your process like? That, I think that's exactly. been the hard thing to get a handle on. Is you know, if if you really if there really is an end goal here that is attainable, you got to be able to see some evidence of it. You you got to at least right. have a roadmap for how to get from point A to point B. And it just feels like Michigan's been going backwards. Uh, and I, you know, I said last week that depending on which uh, outcome you're rooting for, I think as a Michigan fan, either your hope or your fear was that Michigan would beat Penn State, Michigan would beat Maryland, you know, maybe be competitive against Ohio State and then win your crossover game. And now you've got a winning record at the end of the year and you could say, hey, look, we didn't have a great season, but this was a, a weird, unprecedented year for so many reasons. We right. got through it with a winning record. Uh, we, you know, we have a pretty good recruiting class coming in. Like those are some things that you could point to as being, you know, maybe evidence of of a process that's working. There's just no no evidence of that now. And I think if no. if Jim Harbaugh comes back, the only real way that you could rationalize it would be to say. We're just going to throw this year out. You know, we're just going to say 2020. Right. Uh, just you know, just cross it off, put an asterisk by it, whatever you do. Just going to say, yeah, this this doesn't count. Uh, we don't, you know, we're not going to put any weight on what happened this mm-hmm. year because it was such a bizarre year. Look, you could say that. I mean, it's been a weird year. I'm not going to not going to deny that. Uh, but you also have to say there's a lot of other teams that have been going through right. this too, uh, and have still managed you know, to play competitive football. Um, there's been some weird results this year, no doubt. I mean, we watched Penn State up close, and you watch Penn State, and you're like, how the heck is that team coming in at 0-5? Um, mm-hmm. But still, 
you know, there have been teams that have figured out how to do it, and and Michigan hasn't figured out how to do it. And if it was just if it was just a one off, you know, if, you if yeah. Jim Harbaugh had come out of year five feeling like the program was really in good shape, and then they have a blip this year, it would be easy to say, yeah, this, you know, this was just an aberration. Uh, we're not right. going to put too much weight on this. But the fact is, this weird year, it feels to me like has just accentuated what was what was wrong with with the program already and and really made it made it very clear so i don't know how you can i don't know how you can ignore what's happened this year even if you do make some allowances for for what a strange season it's been yeah if we go back to january or february before you know and i guess in theory if you were paying attention to the news you probably knew that this was coming in january and february with covid yeah. but like if we go back to if we go back to that time and say you know okay we expect at that time in January, let's say mid-January, we expect them to be able to have spring and a real season and a real off-season and a real program and everything. Uh, what would people's expectations or not expectations, but what would their mood be about this season going into it? I think it would have been a, I know it would have been it, for for fans and probably people upstairs too, uh, would have been kind of a show me mm-hmm. season yeah. for Jim Harbaugh. It would have been a year that he needed to show stark improvement because you just said it. If they were having issues on the field this year that we've never seen before, that just kind of came out of nowhere, and we're, you were like, whoa, this is like startling, it would be easier to say, well, that's probably the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But what's happened is all of the issues we've seen for three years, basically now, uh, are bubbling up and just becoming bigger than they've ever been because the pandemic is you know, enhancing all these problems and these issues and all this stuff. And that... That is the problem. And it's it's not that this thing just all this stuff just kind of appeared out of nowhere. It's that it's been like this. It, it's been a situation that we've questioned. Does he have the ability to grab hold of everybody in this program and will them to focus and grind to the level that we know they are going to have to be able to do to get through this at the level that is elite? And the answer to that has been no. And it's shifted even down further to, does he have enough to get them to, you know, hang in and focus even to a point where they can stay in that conversation? Because this has gone very, you know, this has all gone where it's gone very quickly in terms of downhill, as it often does, where we went from talking about, you know, can you get yourself back to being in the upper echelon of no man's land Mm -hmm. to we've now gone to, do you have any control inside the place at all? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's often how it goes when you've, when you've lost your, when you've lost something, the ability to replace it or get it back, man alive, really difficult in college football. Probably the most difficult thing. Not many times I can say in my 10 years, 15 years, whatever it's been doing this, that I've seen coaches lose all momentum and then get it back and push it further than they had before. I don't, I don't know many. James Franklin kind of did it, but he's also starting to slide the other way too. So it's hard. And I mean, that's kind of the stuff that you ask yourself, but you also have to weigh that against, you know, you are in a pandemic. There are not a ton of great slam dunk options out there uh, in terms of head coach. You know, Matt Campbell to Iowa State is the hottest name right now in the, uh, in the Power Five scene. If you're Michigan, if you say to yourself, okay, we want to move on from Jim Harbaugh in December and we want to try to get Matt Campbell. Well, I mean, you might have to compete with Texas which would mean you're going to have to spend more money, which do you want to do that? I don't know. You know, in the middle of this, I mean, maybe that's not, are you sure Matt Campbell's going to be the guy? I don't know. You're never really totally sure. 
So all that gets in, in, into play. And then also if you hire a new coach and you start over, that coach is going to have to start over recruiting virtually. Um, won't be able to be on the road until we don't know when. Mm -hmm. And that's going to start you in a hole even further. So, uh, you know, there, there's not a lot, there's not a lot of outcomes here that are ideal. I think as is what I would say. Uh, in fact, I don't see any that are ideal uh, in the current situation as they sit today. And I don't know what's going to change to make that feel any different. And it's going to probably come down to what, you know, what Ward Manuel thinks is best. And that'll be his recommendation. And, uh, you know, that'll, and they'll go from there. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, they they're out of uh, they're out of good options here. It, yeah. it feels like you know the the scenario that everybody wanted and everybody was was hanging on to was the hope that if mm -hmm. you just if you stick with it long enough with Jim Harbaugh that eventually you'll be rewarded for that. And you know who knows they may they may keep trying to do that. Um, yeah. For all the factors, yeah, they could. yeah, yeah, yeah. For all the factors you just mentioned, they may decide. This just isn't the right time to uh, to make a change, but I think, you know, if we think about what would be the what would be the cleanest solution for everybody, mm -hmm. it's probably for Jim Arbaugh to get an NFL job, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you know you're around the Lions uh, all the time, mm -hmm. and uh, have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard from them since they made the decision to clean house. Yeah. What do you think, Nick, about the you know about Jim Harbaugh as? Uh, trying to reinvent himself as, as an NFL <sighs> yeah. coach. Like, is there a legitimate market for that? Do, do you think that even with as bad as this season has been for Jim Harbaugh, that there's a team out there like the Lions or like the Jets that would see him as, as the right person? Yeah, hypothetically speaking, he's not. he wouldn't be top tier, um, I don't think. Um, I don't think anybody would agree with that. I don't think he would, or I don't think anybody would disagree with that, really. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the, the, the top level guys being looked at now in the NFL uh, his no, he would not be in the, he would not be in the top tier. Uh, I mean, I've seen some speculation out there, obviously, as you always do. And you have for years, you know, would, would Harbaugh ever be okay with, or would he, would he be enticed by having the ability to run the entire franchise, you know, GM coach? I don't know anybody that would be totally cool with getting into that yeah. right now, mm -hmm. uh, given all things considered, I don't think it would be impossible uh, for him to get an NFL job, but I also don't know. I don't. I know that the market is not what it was for him. Certainly not coming out when he came out to or came back to Michigan anyway. Um, not what it was in '16. Not what it was in '17. Probably not even what it was in '18. It's probably it probably still exists because the NFL uh, is always. You know, you're going to have a lot of openings more than we already know about, and there's only so many guys on that top tier list that you get further down that list, and all of a sudden. 
what we see in the NFL oftentimes is people just trying to cling to anything in the middle of a rainstorm yeah. and be like, oh, you were a head coach before? Cool. Do you want this job? <laughs> Let's get out of here, you know? And so in that sense, when you remember that, yes, I mean, he probably could uh, find a job. I just don't know if it would be on December 10th, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and ultimately, if you're Michigan, and this is what I wrote this a couple weeks ago, and I, I, I still would expect this. I don't think it's going to linger. Whatever happens, I think is we're going to know uh, pretty quickly after the Ohio State game is, or maybe not that day, but like you know, within a couple days, I would think, or maybe a week or whatever, because uh, I don't know what the date on the signing period is. Um, I want to say it's like it's December sixteenth. Sixteenth, yeah. So definitely before then, uh, it would be my understanding. At least that's the uh, hope, mm-hmm. or the uh, that's what the, the wish would be. But no, I don't know. I mean, it's you know, and that's the question too. You know, it's um, you know, I don't think. Jim Harbaugh suddenly woke up one day and just forgot everything about football. I don't think that's the case at all. Uh, I do think that his biggest issues here in college have been dealing with young kids and, you know, their sort of, you know, erratic, you know, responses to things, I guess, because they're young. You know, I think that that's, you know, that's been something that has been an uphill climb for him. Uh, I think early on, we've talked about this a lot, you know, when he first got here, the, the team was older and I think it allowed for his, you know, when, when he's at his best, oftentimes it's when he's not really caring if you don't agree with him. You know, he's just kind of saying, like, that's your problem. You need to figure it out or leave. And that's a great theory uh, in a, it, when you're trying to restart something. But it's got to be able to morph as time goes on. And you have to be able to try to hang in there and work it out with certain people. And, you know, sometimes maybe he's thought he has and sometimes maybe he hasn't. But I don't know all those every conversation he's ever had with anybody. All I know is what we've seen and we see a lot of turnover here and we see them now in a situation where all the things that were, they were hanging on on the fringe of, well, they have just enough to get by. Now when those guys are out, you see that there's no depth here. And when there's no depth and you're, you're playing guys, you know, and it's not like they're playing all freshmen either, by the way, that's not a thing. So there's not a lot of depth here. Um, Not a lot of depth in, in these upper classes either. And that's the result of recruiting misses guys that either didn't pan out or guys that left. And, you know, there's been just way too many of those. And it's hard to see that sort of, you know, totally change. I know he was asked about recruiting today. He said he thought it was going pretty well uh, or whatever, going fine. And, I mean, that's cool. But, you know, Xavier Worthy just visited Alabama mm-hmm. this weekend. And why would he not go to Alabama? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this scenario. So, yeah. like, there's a lot of things at play here. And if you're Michigan, if you decide to stay with him and move forward, then it says to everyone that you're believing in his ability to pull this out of the fire, that you, you, you were giving him the opportunity to fix this the way that you gave him the opportunity to fix it the first time, but only this time he'd be fixing his own mess. And I, I don't know of many examples in recent years, modern times where that's worked, but I don't know that it's impossible either. So, and in this scenario, like you said, weird year, I don't know, but the NFL thing would have to be a question there too. It's possible, but I don't know if it'll be clear, crystal clear on December 15th or whatever. And that's the thing really working against Michigan here and, and Harbaugh is they have to have a decision and it cannot be after that signing period because you're not going to sign anybody. That's just the reality. And they'll, they'll lose after class. I mean, I promise you that's how it's going to go. So you got to, you got to do something and you got to do it pretty quick. Yeah. The timing is tricky because Jim Harbaugh is probably not going to have 
an offer from an NFL team in hand right, the day exactly. after the college football season ends. Uh, so, for, you know, from his perspective, maybe it's a question of do you do you want to roll the dice? Have you gotten indications that there will be a job for you in the NFL mm-hmm. if you decide to make that transition, or do you take what's in what's in front of you? If if there is an option to come back to Michigan for less money, uh, does Jim Harbaugh decide that he's gonna he's gonna take the the safe option there? and swallow his pride and, and do that. Uh, I, I think the one thing from Michigan's perspective is that whatever you do, you have to make it clear that this is not just an indefinite blank check, that Jim Harbaugh is yeah. our coach for life, and we're, you, you have to somehow you know, let, let your fan base know that you understand and share this, the feeling that, that this is not the level of, of success that is going to be acceptable. Um you know, however, however you make that known, if it's saying to Jim Harbaugh, uh, look, we're going to give you a short term contract extension and mm-hmm. you're going to bring in uh, a new defense, new defensive coordinator, make some staff changes. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty uh, yeah, skeptical yeah. that that would be Same. the right thing to do. Yeah. But somehow it has to be clear that uh, it, put it this way. You can't give Jim Harbaugh a a contract with a buyout that would make it impossible uh, to to make a change a year or two from now if things aren't aren't going well because maybe you can you know spin it in a way that we're gonna we're gonna keep this together for another year because we don't think that this is the right time to make a change. But boy, you mm-hmm. sure can't do something that makes it feel like you're making a long-term commitment to something that just doesn't right. seem to be working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have to be with, you know, your with the understanding that we could change our mind, you know, like because if it doesn't work or come back, we could get out of it. Um, I think all those things, all those facts, you know, people have talked about, you know, would it, could it be an incentive-based mm-hmm. deal? Sure. You know, you could certainly do that if you wanted. But again, like, Let's say you go, let's say that they, uh, let's just say for argument's sake, they play these next two weeks and, you know, whatever happens against Maryland happens. And then they play Ohio State and they get just ran out of the building, which, you know, I think we would all probably bet that's probably going to happen. Um, you come back two days later and give them a contract extension. What's that? Nobody's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to look terrible. Mm-hmm. You, it's good. It's not going to look good. Um, you know, you're almost going to have to be kind of competitive in that game for it to even look like you're not doing anything other than kicking the can down the road to try to avoid starting over in the middle of a pandemic, which ultimately to me right now, as it sits from what we see every day, the the case for bringing him back would be, it's too difficult to to start over right now. Mm -hmm. And we just don't know if we can, if we're ready to do that. And maybe that's partially equal weighted of of saying, then we're not ready to give up on him either. You know, maybe that's what the the end result would be. I I don't know if that would be my choice, but you know, like you said earlier about the other stuff, nobody asks us. We're not, we don't get votes. So, and that's fine. I don't want, I don't want to vote. Like that's not what, you know, I'm here to do. So that's kind of how it, how it looks. And, you know, there is no, there is no right answer with a lot of this stuff. A lot of this stuff can be tricky because, you know, we sit here and we do this and we, everybody does this every four years. And there's a lot of these young coaches that are really savvy at getting a hold of national writers and, they get their name pumped and they get it pumped and they get it pumped and pumped and pumped. And then three years later, we see Tom Herman at Texas wondering if he's going to keep his job. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like that happens all the time. Scott Frost had like, how many people were throwing buckets of cash at Scott Frost <laughs> two years ago, uh-huh. three years ago? Yeah. No one would give him a deal today. 
And so that's what you're that's what you're dealing with. You're starting over in college football is a massive undertaking. Massive. It's such a big thing. You're going to lose recruits. You're going to have to do everything from ground zero again. That's how it works. And unless you're losing a national championship coach to retirement, that's the only other outcome. So you got to be sure you really do when you, when you make these decisions. And I think that that's something that is also being weighed uh, at the moment, but ultimately no one can say that this has been handled properly because this contract is still sitting here on November 30th, 2020 and pandemic or otherwise it needed to be resolved years ago. Not like earlier this year, last year, year before, whatever. And it, for it to go on this long, uh, looks bad on everybody. And that includes, you know, the people who make the decisions about who works here and who doesn't. Yeah, Nick, I think if they're going to give Jim Harbaugh a contract extension, you almost have to do it like in the next week. You, really you do. just yeah. can't wait until right after the Ohio State game unless, you know, maybe miracle of all miracles, you know, Jim yeah. Harbaugh pulls off the upset of the century and, and beats Ohio State. And then, yeah, it looks good. But you almost have to just make the definitive statement that, we believe in Jim Arbaugh. We're gonna we're gonna do this right now, uh, because if you wait until after the Ohio State game, you know, it's just the optics of that would would just be brutal. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I think that the you know the one card that Ward Manuel has in his hand that he's got to got to play kind of carefully is, you know, right now you are not on the hook for a lot to Jim Harbaugh in, in okay. a way that a lot of ADs are, are hamstrung when they make these decisions of, you know, maybe you know that, that it is time to move on, but yet you're looking at this massive buyout. Um, mm-hmm. So Ward manuel has got to be careful that he doesn't, doesn't put himself in that situation because you know, the worst thing you could do is give Jim Harbaugh a contract extension. And then a year down the road, you know, you go five and seven next year and then it's like, well, okay, we, we don't have a choice. We have to move yeah. on. And then you end up eating, you know, More whatever money. it is. Yeah. 15 million, 20 million, whatever, you know, whatever it is. That's the situation you just can't put yourself in. I think if, if you're Ward Manual and, and you're looking at this, you have to somehow, whatever you do, you know, you have to be able to preserve your flexibility for the future because, uh, you know, it's just, I think even in his heart of hearts, you know, as, as much as, it really seems like Ward Manuel wants this, uh, wants this to work with Jim Harbaugh. You know, likes Jim Harbaugh, uh, wants to give it every possible opportunity to succeed. You also have to be realistic about what you're committing for the future, yeah. uh, and you just can't put yourself in a situation where you're signing up for for the long term with something that right now looks really broken. Yeah, you can you can make decisions based on. Like we said, you know, ironically enough, with the COVID thing, like, you know, we we don't know what we don't know right now. And starting over in the middle of this could be really, really hard. And it could be like a disaster. I mean, it could be. It could be just a total mess. You could get you could fall further behind, you know, if, if nobody's in place. And, you know, all this recruiting could really could really, really have issues if you start over. But if you if you've gotten to the point where you think that, you know, anything that involves keeping you know, the current head coach would just be a can kick, then you got to move on. Then you got to pull the bandaid. If you've gotten to that point and, you know, I don't know if they have, I don't know if Ward Manuel has, I don't know. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Uh, a couple weeks ago, that was not the indication that I got. It was the indication that they were going to talk about this at the end of the year. It was not, he was going in there and he'd seen enough. Mm-hmm. 
if you've if you've seen enough and you're keeping him because you don't know what else to do, you can't do that. Like that's the thing. Like you said, you can't you can't do it that way. So you got to make a decision one or the other. I think you can wait until the end of the year. Uh, it's only two more weeks, but you know it can't be. It's got to be immediately. It's got to be you know Monday, you know Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. And if you get backlash for giving him a contract extension, then whatever. You just have to be ready to deal with it. If that's what you want to do then do it, defend it, say this is what you're doing, put your name on it, put your job on it. And if you're Ward Manual, that's what you'd be doing. Let's be clear about that too. If he says, I want to bring him back for an extension, I trust Jim Harbaugh and it doesn't work out, Ward's out of here too. And he knows that. So, or maybe not out of here, but he'd be in trouble. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it would directly result, but it wouldn't be good. So those are things that that have to be sort of hammered out. And and right now I think that ultimately the Ward Manual, Jim Harbaugh relationship is the one, is the only one that really, uh, carries any kind of whatever in this scenario because, you know, people have asked about, you know, Harbaugh and Schlissel, uh, does that, you know, and my, my response to that always is, you know, I think, I think Mark Schlissel respects Jim Harbaugh's craft and his dedication to his craft. Um, I don't believe they have any type of relationship. In fact, I don't, I know they don't, they don't, <laughs> I think it would be the best way to say that they really don't. And Mark Schlissel defers athletics uh, you know, decision-making to Ward Manual. Mm-hmm. It's chain of commitment. You know, this is your job the same way it would be the guy who runs, you know, the business school's job yeah. to make sure that you have the right, you know, people in charge of that. So, or the lady, whoever it is. Um, so that's how that goes. And that's, that's what it all comes down to at this point. And um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, we'll see what uh, Ward has to say. And I think at some point though, you know, he's got to say something. I mean, it's gone on long enough. You can't just, if you try to just skate through this without addressing it, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that would be the one thing I would say with some certainty. I think there'll be some resolution one or the other, and it we shouldn't have to wait very long, I wouldn't think, before the year's over. And maybe it happens before. It could. I'm not saying it can't. You know, these things are fluid. Um, but uh, I guess we'll have to see how it goes. All right, everybody. Well, we are uh, we are day to day on everything here. Yeah, it feels man. like uh, so right now as we day to day podcast. I like <laughs> as it. we sit here on Monday, we'll see if we have a football game on Saturday. We'll uh, we'll see what happens with Jim Harbaugh. A uh, lot of lot of balls up in the air right now, uh, and we're and the Lions. We're, <laughs> and the Lions. We're going to see where all of this lands. Nick, we're going to see how many coaching searches you can cover in one calendar year. Right. Uh, because we've already got two this is and two, a GM. And, <laughs> We may not be done. So going for the record. We will see. see. So hey, good time to subscribe to the athletic if you're curious about what's gonna happen with the Lions or Michigan or Michigan State or any of that stuff. If you're listening to this on Monday, you still got a few hours left on the Black Friday promotion to sign up for a dollar a month for a an entire year. So check that out. Uh, Nick, you'll be back later in the week on the show, uh, and we will be here to talk about everything that goes down with Michigan the rest of the year. So thanks, everybody, for checking out The Beat. Born and raised, the place where I-